Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, guys, welcome in. Garden Report. Post game show, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Let's Christmas. go. Let's do it. Merry Christmas. Yeah, we're doing it. You you're, a Brooklyn me, fan. you're a Brooklyn you fan. It's a good Christmas. What do you, what do you guys, bummed out or something? <laughs> dude, John is completely ready for Christmas today. Look at that get up, yeah. dude. You know who we're doing it. We're jumping I in here. You know who didn't do it? The Celtics. Decent for three quarters. That was about it. First three quarters. First half overall strong. You had to be impressed with the defense tonight, first half. Uh, but as you see, and your rotations against this Brooklyn team, I don't, I don't think any team in the NBA can keep up. I mean, they, they don't even use Timothy Luau, Jeffrey, some of the deeper guys on their bench. Kurooks, who was playing in garbage time. Those guys would be first bench guys off another team's bench. And you saw in that third quarter especially – they try to keep Jason Tatum out there with Peyton Pritchard, Semi Ojale, some of these bench guys who, you know, did okay tonight, but you can't keep up with Jared Allen. Uh, Karis LeVert, I thought, was sensational tonight. And then when you ro- start rotating back in, Kyrie and Durant at their best as they were tonight. No one in I, I just think this team's head and shoulders above anyone else in the league. Yeah, let's let's call this what it is, okay? End of the day, this was really good team against an, a pretty good team. Agreed. And that's but, it. But, John, with that being said, I was a little surprised that we didn't see this blowout happen way sooner, you know? To, to the Celtics' credit, they stayed in it because of the defense. And I think that was a big addition, you know, especially uh, when you needed those stops. The second unit, Pritchard, man, those stops went a long way. That that's momentum, fine, but... That yeah. momentum, John. But listen, offensively, though, the Celtics need to figure, out, figure this thing out because uh, eight quarters, Jason Tatum's first eight quarters of the season, he hasn't seen the free throw line. What, That's a huge stat. There? That's a huge what's stat. What's going on there, guys? How does how does Shemi Ojale have more free throws than, than, than <laughs> aggressive? He's not playing aggressive. It, it's uh, we te- we texted at the beginning of the game. This is driving me crazy. What does Jason Tatum even start for? He doesn't. They don't run anything through him. He goes through that first the first six minute rotation six every time without any points. Okay, and then he goes to the bench. You know, they're only down four. Tatum hadn't scored in the first quarter. It's unbelievable. This happens This happens a ton. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And there was no way you're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets without getting Tatum to the free throw line. I mean, that should be a must. That should be a given. I, what is it, guys? I mean, maybe we, need, we can figure this thing out in the next 10 minutes or so. Why isn't Tatum? I mean, okay, you say he's not aggressive enough, but there were a couple of instances where he got to the hoop, he got to the rim. I, I would say maybe I saw two no calls. I'll give him that. But that's it. I saw two no calls. It wasn't like he was getting slapped around and the refs were, were refusing to give it to him. Yeah, it's um I mean, we got to get into this in a minute because this is gonna this is gonna be a problem. But apparently the Tice seal is illegal, which means those are like so the, I was I was gonna bring that's that like up. 
That's like 10 points a game here for Tatum. Uh, I want to get into that because honestly, that was like the biggest development. If that tie seal, that tie seal is gone, that's that's I tweeted this, but that's half his value, and that's a ton of easy buckets for Tatum. They rely on that, they teach it. They so coach can, you, it. Can, can you explain that rule, John? Because I don't understand both it. Both him and Thompson got called for it, okay? They called it a move in an illegal screen. I feel like that's what it is as the letter of the law goes. I always thought, like, you can't box someone out while a screen's – But it's not, like, though, it, because you're technically not. in offensive yeah. position. Yeah. You could, theoretically – it's no different than posting up. You're getting position on a guy. Mm-hmm. If you give Tice the ball there – that's okay. So just, the they just call it because it looks like a screen because the guy is flying by. But at the end of the day, Tice could absolutely seal off his man rolling to the basket, I keep agree, him away from him, and get catch a pass. So, so that's, that's tough for It's Tatum. a ridiculous call. It's not moving. It's gaining he, position, okay? Plus, he's not facing him either. It's his yeah, back to the – Yeah, it's not yeah. facing him. It's, it's creating position. Like I said, you could easily dump that off to Tyson. He gets a layup. That's good, that's good basketball. You've gained position on your guy. But I, somebody clearly – that to me screams of – Somebody whispered to the refs beforehand, hey, watch this. They do it a lot because they called it on Thompson, and then they yeah. called it on Tyson. That's why Brad lost his mind In and very basically quarter, yeah. fought that tech. He worked for it. He's like, nope, you know, and he just yelled the whole time. That was uh, just a really surprising uh, just call. I think I have it. You, you guys want to watch it? Yeah. All right, I'm going to put it up on the screen here. Tyson um, Thompson. Okay, here it is. I'm going to put it up. Okay, so here we go. Ice one was the worst one. And his feet are planted. It's not like he's rumming, you know. Yeah, like I even I even searched on Twitter Ty Seal because I wanted to look at like just past videos of it, and and sure enough, like if you just go through, scroll through Twitter and and click on video, like you'll see a bunch of those, and like. He's being commend like they're they're being commended in the tweets for like the play. So it's like okay, now all of a sudden, that's illegal without any heads up to um, the Celtics or Brad Stevens. Like, hey, we're going to be calling this a lot more this year, or you know this you know this is illegal the way you guys do it. This is the, this is the way you should be doing it. Like that, I can I can imagine why Brad Stevens was so pissed off at that because all of a sudden it's an issue. Like it's never been an issue before. And like John said, well, that's half of Tyson's value right there. Um, if you're going to all of a sudden just that's against the rules. Well, I mean, that's, that's a huge, that changes everything uh, on the way that they do things. So and Kyrie, I mean, that's going to be a problem. Knows exactly how big that is. Cause that, he used to help him out a bit. That was both of those were on Tatum drives, you know, which yeah. is a killer right there. The Nets are smart. Well, no, I mean, because he used to play, you know, he knows the Celtics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that could easily be Kyrie being like, hey, the bigs get away with this stuff. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. But that's a smacks of somebody, you know, that's a classic. So, know, someone keep an eye out for this because they called it twice early, which is on, which you'd never see. We, we assume someone did that on the other side. And if that's the case, it's just another example. I, this Nets team was pigeonholed, maybe rightfully so, for Kyrie, Durant's injury concerns, the coach. Well, it seems like all three of those have gone the other way with that group in a way that I like. I'm not the biggest Nets fan in the world. I don't love those two players, but I've just been pushing them so hard because I feel like the perception against them has gone so far the other way into this year where they were ranked seventh seed by some. And 
that still, like someone in the East is going to have to prove to me that they can touch this team. I don't think Philly can do it. I don't think Miami can do it the way it looks right now. Durant has to stay stable all year. It's a tight, condensed schedule. So that could be the one thing that worked against them. But if you're a Celtics fan coming out of this one, you're like, I see people in the comments trade for hard and oh, we got to pull the Forget plug. that. You're not in a better place than any other. Or I mean, you're not in a worse place than any other East team. It's not. It's just, and I actually do think Miami absolutely can compete. You know, I'm looking at that team now, and especially, if, you know, watching Duncan Robinson, you know, you're looking at another year of development from Hero, another year of development from Adebayo. I think they've got three, four guys on the way up in addition to already that kind of core around Butler and Dragic. You know what you're going to get out of him. I mean, I look at that team and I'm like, I want that guy. I want that guy. I want that guy. I want that guy. They're loaded with him. And then you got Precious. Oh, Precious. (laughs) We were talking about Precious during the draft, you know? So it's it is what it is um there and i think that team is good but this was a clear the celtics are we talked about that drop okay before the season and again this isn't oh after milwaukee they thought they were great and then after brooklyn we're gonna bury them it just does feel that they are in that second tier and certainly will live there for a while until kemba gets back and and then if kemba comes back and he's the guy again then it's fine. Things start to fall into place. You have a third person who could score, but holy wow, that's a really challenged lineup when Tatum and Brown are not both on the floor at the same time. That is, that's really hard to get buckets for this team. Well, yeah. Even Doris Burke pretty much said that she was like, well, when, you know, Tatum and Brown's out, it's like, they're looking at Teague to be the guy who is going to sort of pick up the slack a little bit. On that's offense. true, like, Jimmy. How'd Teague do today, man? He had a good game, right? Teague had a tough one today, but that's the problem with, that's the problem with the Celtics team is like, Okay, this like the stars came out to play today in Brooklyn, and that's great. And that they kind of they kind of made up for. Listen, the, the Nets have way more depth than the Celtics do, but you didn't really see a ton of that today. But when Kyrie and KD were out to start the fourth, you saw that depth come into play in that early fourth quarter for the Nets. They they extended the lead on the Celtics in that fourth quarter, kind of put it out of, out of range. And when you're the Celtics and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown aren't combining for sixty. There wasn't anybody else today, really. I mean, Marcus Smart had a couple, but there wasn't anybody else today that really stepped up. And, like, that's on, unfortunately, I think, going to be the theme until Kemba Walker comes back. These guys just aren't deep enough past Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum to compete with the team. I mean, the Nets are an extreme example because they might be the best team in the East. But you can talk about the Heat. I mean, we're going to find out how they, how they compare with the Pacers here. Um, some of the better teams, are they deep enough on the offensive end to go, you know, basket for basket. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I the, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, I, you can go. I was about to ramble, so I'm glad you cut me off. <laughs> I was going to say, I think the better question to ask is, does do the Celtics have the weapons to become a better offensive team, you know, without Kemba? Okay, let's just forget about Kemba for a second, right? Remember when the season started? No. I said, the Celtics need to go into the season and just go into it without, like, thinking about Kemba's comeback because it's going to take a while. It's going to take longer than I think any of us really uh, realize at this point, but the offensive weapons that, that the Celtics have, whether we're talking about Jeff Teague, who, of course, showed you that he's not going to be able to put up 19 every single night. It looked great in the home opener, but we don't know what's going to happen moving forward. I do think he'll be a consistent scorer, but, of course, today that, that wasn't wasn't happening. But to the right. Celtics' credit, though, the defense, that second unit kept them, kept them in it, and that game could have gotten away from him. The biggest reason why was Karis LeVert. Now, when Karis LeVert gets hot and he gets caught in a switch, uh, or excuse me, Grant Williams is caught on the switch and he's guarding LeVert at the top of the key, you have issues. That's a problem. And I think 
someone like Grant Williams, Bradstein has to find a way to make him uh, more productive on offense. They're going to need all of them. Wait, how do you make him more productive on offense? It's like, it's like saying, can you make him taller? Like, I mean, no, exactly, it's more about but... you are who you are. Yeah, but John, they are who they are. Hard. It's about setting him up, not just having him as a as a second option in the corner to pop a three when the when the play breaks down. That's that's what he does out there offensively. What else is he doing besides setting screens and and, and trying to get posts? So the problem, Josue, is the area he thrived in. The fall. They couldn't that's even get what? layups to fall, guys. Jared Jared Allen struck fear in so many Celtics players. How many layups did Javante Green miss or Pritchard and or other guys? Josue, the problem with him is that, and this is why. I had some doubts about him out of the draft. Is that area he thrived in in college, that 12-foot range? We're talking Grant. About, about Grant. I, well, my, my problems with him is that he's undersized and he's he's undersized and slow. Like well, He was an elite post-up player in college, and that's just not available to him in the I know, NBA. But this is, I mean, this is another but we level. we had to you know, know that. Yeah, exactly. He's, of course. he's undersized and unathletic. I mean, yeah, I you, don't think he could be a poor, you don't think he could be a poor man's Draymond Green? No, I do. Very do. poor. Very, 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 very poor. We'll see. It'll man. take time. Maybe It'll take time. He's going to have to. Yes. What I'm saying, Joe Sway, is that what he did before isn't what he'll be great with now. Like, he's got to be able to adjust and change his game and grow in a different way. Face up, maybe. Uh, beating guys off the Look, dribble. Guys, if we're talking about the need for Grant Williams to develop as a key to this Celtics team. Well, it's just one among many. Like, we said this at the end of the year. Who else are we talking about here? Teague? Outside of Teague, who else Oh, now, gonna... so there's no more Teague apology anymore. <laughs> Listen. I mean, it's, very, it's very interesting that Pritchard passed Teague on the depth chart in a game, you know? There's a reason I didn't apologize to you guys. Well, remember you that because you're going to have to apologize for reason. that. <laughs> How about Semi? Semi looked great. I'll apologize for Semi. No, I won't. <laughs> way too soon for that. Way too soon. Listen. John, what John at least he's not is, Jared Allen like everyone else was. Jeez. What John's saying about what you guys are saying about Grant is what we've been saying all offseason is that like this, the depth of this team, the bench, the the young guys aren't there yet. You can't you can't have you can't have it both ways. You can't have a team that wants to compete for a championship and also have a team that needs to develop a bunch of players all at once on the court and still expect to win those games. Like like Rob Williams, like 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 Grant, like Romeo, like Neesmith. You need to develop all these guys. These guys aren't really ready to contribute. The only way to get them ready is for them to play, but you're also trying to win and end up as a top seed. And, sure. you know, you have championship aspirations. So how are you, I'll use the word quote unquote balance. How are you going to balance all these things? It's very difficult to do that. Here's how you're going to do it. You're going to, as games go on, I, I don't know whether we'll do this or not, but the schedule's tight. There's back-to-backs everywhere. As games go on, you could see situations where you sit Tatum and Brown, kind of punt on a game altogether, uh, load management, and you just start Neesmith, you know, uh, and somebody else and say, go shoot 15, 20 times. I don't care. We've, get, we've, we've punted on this game. There might be a game or two like that. You might get some sort of crash course development there uh, with those guys. Otherwise, well, lost you, by 20. you wait for them to earn minutes. It, he played like Pritchard is earning minutes. You know, uh, you got to see something from Neesmith, Smith, whether it's in practice or in a game, he earns minutes, but you got to, you're right. You got to give him some rope. Like to me, again, you can survive with semi 
and you got some decent things. But again, we're throwing Javante Green in there, and I don't know what that's doing. I know they needed a little energy boost there. Yeah. But at some point mean? or another, that those minutes that's to that time's got to go to Romeo and Denise Smith before the end of the year if those guys are going to be going to going to do anything for you. I agree with that. But in the meantime, I don't have a problem with seeing Javante. I want, I want to find more Javante. You know, that athleticism, that energy, that keep this offense going. When it gets stagnant, it gets really scary with the Celtics, especially in that second unit, especially if Tatum or one of those guys, Tatum or Brown, is, isn't on the floor with them. Man, I'll tell you what, it's tough for the Celtics right now without either, without both Tatum and Brown on the court at the same time. I mean, I know that they, they showed out, they, they played well, stepped up against the Bucks. And that's great, but today kind of brings you back down to earth a little bit. I mean, you don't want to go, you don't want to get too high after the win against the Bucks. You probably don't want to get too low after a loss against the Nets. It's probably somewhere in between those two is where this. That's team a great is point, at. Jimmy. Um, and like that's kind of where where I am with the, with these guys. I mean, they're gonna they're about to play. Is it two in in Indy or with Indy? Back to back, we're gonna. It's the Miles Turner Showcase. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see that because I, I actually think that's, that's going to be a ton of fun because we're just going to be like, be that's exactly what it is. I, I really hope for a Bobby apology cam by the end of that second game. I'm going to really, tell really you really when we come out of that game, we're going to be saying, uh, so here's my prediction that I'll apologize for after <laughs> those two games. I, I think we're going to unequivocally, uh, unequivocally come out of those two games and say, I think I would have rather had Turner than, than Thompson. Ooh, um, well, I hope, I hope. That's my opinion. And it's not because we don't like Thompson. It's just that's who he is. Great energy guy. We, you see what he can do. But every single time he tried to score, like on purpose, you know, um, it didn't go well. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like where he tried to put a move on or do something. He's yeah, just, like when he does that putback, when he plants both of his feet, is okay, now he wants to score. Yeah, that's, that's it. What are we drinking tonight, boys? I'm on, a, margar- I'm on a margarita right now, actually. I've moved to the margarita portion of the night. I started with mimosas, slowly transitioned to margaritas. And the way the Celtics game went, I kept pouring them. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you, had, you had garbage this- time to take some extra sips. Bobby, yeah, what no, do you I, got? I, I actually missed the last the last couple of minutes just pouring another one before the show. I was like, I'm not going to miss anything that I want to see here. So I'm yep. out on this game. I've gone white. I'm, I'm in the white Russian portion of the night. And as I predicted, as I predicted yeah. after our Celtics Bucks game, it was good that my little cousins weren't around because I did say some mean things to the television screen you that I wouldn't want them to you hear. Called it, didn't you? I did. Um, threw a few things, uh, threw a few gifts at the tree. But we're moving <laughs> on. It's one of 72. Just one Jimmy, game. for once, I love your take. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving on, but it is sobering, you know, because it's like for sure they hung in there for a half, and it was like, okay, I guess our preseason fears were unfounded. Then in the third quarter, when they can't score, and KD's like, oh, wait a second, I'm really good at basketball. Things got really ugly there. So so let me put this in some context because I'm getting killed on Twitter for saying the Celtics' windows closed this year and the Nets are unstoppable. If you're Boston, you can't stop the fact that Kyrie Irving and KD want to go to Brooklyn. And they, they got the benefit of the doubt of that. And it looks like they've built a super team out of that. So all you can kind of do is handle yourself in this situation. I, it looks like you're a little bit over the bucks if you play like that against them. And you can feasibly beat anyone else playing at your best. But for right now, unless Brooklyn sustains an injury, 
it feels like them and we'll see how everybody else looks against them, but it's just Brooklyn at the top of that conference. So you you don't have to feel too bad if you're Boston coming out of this that you don't stack up against them. We've seen three teams unfortunately Boston being two of those teams just blown away by the squad and Kyrie and KD able to get whatever they want but Brooklyn Kyrie also able to 37 friggin points on there and, and it's not even that these other guys get perfect shots the way that Kyrie and KD draw the offense up with that high screen action like this am I crazy guys because the way people are coming at me on Twitter I feel like I'm losing my mind right now but this is one of the best teams I've ever seen I I, I think I think well, it's a, that's a little much. Yeah, that's a little much. That's a crazy. Yeah, let's rein it in a little bit. There, it's, we're only two games in. I mean, uh, listen. I'm just saying, one to eleven. They're insane. Well, Kyrie, the way Kyrie's playing, I mean, to start the year, I mean, sure, they they could they could rip off twenty straight wins, right, with him and Durant, as long as they stay healthy. I'm not willing to say they're they're one of the best teams of all time. Um, I I need to see a little bit more from the supporting cast. Um, but listen, they're they're the real deal. I mean. It was the biggest. It's the. It was. The, it was. I think Celtics fans' biggest fear going into this is that is that Kevin Durant would kind of pick up right where he left off, and there wouldn't be any sort of, um, you know, running up to comfort yeah. comfortability. That's what we said after the first game. Was like, oh boy, that was wrong. Like again, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like we said, the the amount of people who come back from Achilles injuries in the history of the NBA and are the same or better is zero. And Kevin Durant. And we, we, and we looked at it tonight. He does look a tad slow on D, but that could be conditioning. That could be the fact that just Jalen is much, much, much faster than he is at this point in his career, um, and he's able to get around him. But, you know, there were a couple times Jalen had him on a string or went around him, you know, got yeah, him Jaylen up in the had a air. Good game. Yeah, so he played a good game. But, um, you know, Durant just – he's the same friggin' guy. He just scores at will. It's just nothing you can yeah. do there. Yeah. yeah. So again, we talked about this after the first game. I – Look, this I've seen this battle on Twitter a little bit. If you're if you're a Jason Tatum guy, which everybody is, you're a Jason Tatum guy, meaning you believe he's going to be a top five, six, seven NBA player, which is where Kevin Durant currently is. And again, we talk about this enormous gulf between these two guys when they're head to head. Okay. Tatum doesn't do any of the things that Durant does or that you want him to do in, in, in a game. Like he didn't do any of the things that Durant did. Not that he doesn't. We've seen him do it and we've seen him take I it. Think this, I'm with Jimmy that that's unfair to hold him to that standard, but that is the standard. You can sit there and be a Tatum guy and say, he's the best player and he, or he's going, he's a, he's already top 10 or he's knocking on the door. And then, but you can't also say it's not fair to compare him to Durant. It is, it, it, he's either getting there or he's not. There's a big gap between he's 11 getting and one. close to there or he's not. Well, what it shows is that gap between 11 and one Durant could feasibly be the best player in the league this year. Yeah. And you know, Tatum's 11, which is what Jokic, uh, Joel Embiid, these guys who are great, phenomenal franchise leaders, yeah players anyone would want to start their franchise with, but haven't uh, pushed them to the NBA finals yet. Haven't gotten past that hump. And that's what we see with Tatum. Like Durant has honed himself over years and years and years to be able to shoot over anybody in that pull up too. I know, but we got to get back to Tatum here. He has to be able to get buckets at will. He has to recognize double teams. He has to recognize when he can be aggressive. He has to get to the hole. He can't sometimes do it, sometimes not. He has to just ha- he has to just be a, a just a, a scorer all the time. Jimmy, who are you texting here, buddy? This team, I, yeah, I, yeah. I actually literally just tweeted out our, our link since nobody else did it. 
that I could find on our YouTube link. So I wanted to make sure the good people oh, who so, aren't watching right now could see. Yeah, gotcha. So I had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually think it was a great Here's tweet. the thing. You're talking more about his approach, but I just think the whole Durant, this, Durant's one of the greatest scores of all time. Like this isn't, you know, I, I get what you're saying though. And I just, my only concern is if, if Brad Stevens is just not being aggressive enough or setting him up in a way to, to get going right away. Cause I, I'm with you. I thought that was a, a, a pattern that was exclusive for the bubble. I didn't know that, that was going to carry over into this year. I, I don't know what's with the slow starts and not getting through the free throw lines, but it, it has to change. And especially in that first quarter. I mean, that's what, that's what stars do, right guys, whether we're talking top 10, wherever you guys have them at, you get to the free throw line. You don't let someone come off the bench and get seven free throws before you can even get there. You know, someone like Shemi Ojale, it's just, I don't get it. And again, I don't know if that's something that falls on Brad Stevens or is it something that Tatum just sort of, you know, wakes up by the second quarter and then gets going. But there's the, those slow starts, there's something to it. This is a this is a pattern now. Yeah. And again, that's what's going to happen is <laughs> there's a child. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> that was a nice start. Gifts. John's got yeah, a John's got a wall over there preventing entry. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that, that's what we said about 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 um. It's Tatum. actually he's, gated. Yeah, he's got to get into a groove. He's got to get into a groove, and a lot of players do that at the free throw line. So if you go three quarters, I'll get into the free throw line. You saw him tonight, twenty points. It says right there. I mean, you need more. You just this team isn't deep enough. I'm a broken record, but you need at least twenty five. You know, closer to thirty. So that's just Tatum on that's a lot just of nights. And that's the difference is going to the free throw line to make up for those extra five, 10 points. Right. And they were there. They, they were coming out. They were blitzing them a little bit. And, you know, those uh, were nice. Yeah. And so it was easy on him, you know, uh, for him to get going. But again, last, last thing I'll say on that is that you do start to see the story of this team being uh, guys who were in different roles last year, forced to step up to the next level and trying to get into the comfort of that. Like smart, even if, if we're talking about new roles, there's, there's a little bit of awkwardness in his new role, I feel like, too. He's trying to take that step back, but you're not getting that explosiveness that you would get from him in a game like this. You know, for all we bemoan his shot selection and aggressiveness, there were nights where his aggressiveness rode you above the level you were on, and the Toronto series last year was the story of that. I feel like he's been a little too subtle so far. Like, when he shot tonight, it looked good. Uh, he just, again, comes out with 4-12, just kind of like a mediocre night. Yeah, so what are we saying now? We want Marcus to shoot more? I just, I just think be careful what you ask for in that sense. Like, he, he had, and Brad has said this before too, his aggressiveness, his assertiveness rises you above the level you're on some nights, and it's allowed him to be your best or second best player other nights. So it's just a minor point, but overall it feels like everybody's still getting adjusted to those new levels. And Joe Sway, you make a good point. Jalen looks most comfortable of anybody stepping into that new role. So that's a positive you could pull out of this. Nine attempts from Jalen. I'm going to keep going with this free throw thing. Nine attempts. I mean, that's a guy who just wouldn't be denied to the, you know, it's just that sort of aggressive uh, approach, getting to the rim, keep going, doing it again and again. And again. I love that. And, look, and he's feeling the defense. It is a, it is a right. case of Jalen, which is so interesting because, again, the early struggles in his career were always kind of like he he decided what he was going to do before he started going and he would just go. But, I mean, that case, particularly against Durant, that time where he went, got him up in the air, you know, it slowed it down, and then, and then, and then, and then banked it home. He's 
feeling the defense out on his when he's going to the basket. It's not that out of control, wild. I'm gonna jump in the air and see what happens. Drive you crazy. Yeah, right. Exactly. And you know what else? He doesn't do that at all. But Tatum actually looks more lost going to the basket than than uh than you see him falling down, not really sure where he's you know, so it's funny that Jalen is the guy right now who's uh really like taking it with confidence there. Right. And, and Jalen's also uh, impressed me with his uh, facilitating, you know, setting guys up. I, I think yes. that's something that could Him and Marcus have a nice little thing going. Maybe that that what Tatum needs, you know, a little high-low action, you know, get him in there. You know, that, that those two need to play off each other more often, I think. And I think that's uh, something Brad's going to start seeing uh, yeah. is the next move within the well, next Jaylen, week or so. Two games this in a row. The the end, is going to be a good test. Jalen, two games in a row, high scorer, and clearly the best player on the floor for the Celtics. Yeah, and it was not, it's it clearly yeah. And and I'm not saying this is happening, but what I, I don't want to see happen is I don't want Tatum to fall in love with like just the outside shot. I don't want him to become a shot chucker. I want him to stay aggressive, be aggressive, drive. He needs to get himself going. Jalen Brown, I don't I don't feel that, that that's part of his game. Even though like he'll park himself on the corner and, and take these, that's fine. You need to do that. But like He's not scared to get aggressive, drive to the hoop. Whereas I think Tatum's more inclined to, you know, penetrate, step back, you know, follow a three where, you know, he's trying, he, he's almost like, and we saw, you know, he hit a couple of those obviously against the Bucks. He had a great one uh, tonight, um, a deep three. I think that was, I think it was over Kyrie. Um, it was, that was a really nice one at the, at the uh, shot clock, but still you, you want to see him get, get going, get full steam ahead. I mean, the guy puts on, you know, 10 pounds of muscle and grows two inches, like use that, man. Like you use, right. use what, what you got, man. Yeah. The difference between the two right now and Tatum does get more pressure. John mentioned the doubles. He's getting the better defender of the two. So all that matters. Yeah. But yeah. what, what Tatum needs to be able to do to assist tonight, use that pick and roll, use his facilitating role. Recognize the guys right. up, you know, and, and not just if you're doubled, if you're getting stuck, dish it out, but, identify and find teammates and empower teammates, make teammates better with the pressure that you're getting. That's a high level role. You know, that's what Durant does. That's what LeBron does. But as John mentioned, if you're holding them up to that standard, that's that next step. That's all I'm saying. It is ridiculous to compare him to two of the best players who've ever played ever and will ever play. That's not the point. The point is this team only, only, uh, becomes a championship level team if he reaches that level. And if he doesn't, then you have a really, 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 really good player, but not enough to get you to that next level. And, it's and that he, fact. he either, like I said, we, 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 we talked about those ESPN rankings, which are totally imperfect. But the point being, if these guys are roughly the, the 11th and the 25th or 30th best players in the NBA this season, if they make that leap and they become you know, six and 12, all of a sudden you do have two, one of the best tandems in basketball. And, right and now. let's make it clear. We're, we're not they, otherwise they're kind of in an also ran sort of category, which is very, very, very good. You want to have them. They're young. They could continue to grow. There's not very many two person tandems you would trade these guys for, yeah. but they have to get to that level for you guys, for, for the Celtics to be, to be, uh, and, and, and let's make it clear: we're not saying that he can't get there. They never both get there. It's just, it's just, ident it's just identifying what they need to do. Right. Yeah. Right, and I think that goes back to what we we're saying: like, are you trying to win now, or are you trying to win? You know, are you trying to develop guys and, and win? You know, can, and build something to really be that team because they're good. It's it's a frustrating situation. It's a frustrating position to throw in because they're just good enough to hook you in and to make you feel like okay, 
they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but they might come up short. And you know what I mean? It's like, is, yeah. that, a, is that a knock on them or are they just a couple years away? It's because just, it's, yeah, we're go ahead. Comparing sorry, them sorry. To, we're, no, it's fine. We're comparing them to Kyrie and Durant, but like Kyrie and Durant, I mean, Durant's 32, Kyrie's, you know, however old he is. Like these guys have so much time to get to that point and be in the position that those two guys are in now where it's like, we obviously want, we want it to happen right now, but we also have to understand that like, there's a lot of room to grow and for them to get better and become yeah that level of player so i don't know it's, it's tough. a tough spot in their development too to basically yeah. take the two superstars away in hayward and then have kemba not start and put right. that much more pressure on them here again they could be exactly at the level they're at this year with more support and a deeper bench and then it's fine it's just now they are they have nobody they do not have enough around them to be able to lean on anybody else it's on them every single night uh to, yeah. to be to be 30 and 30, 25 and 25 every night. I mean, and again, they got, they got theirs. I mean, 47 combined points tonight. They weren't Tatum wasn't super efficient. He didn't get to the line, but every single night, those guys have to be alphas. Yeah. And it, and it may or may not catch up to them at some point in the season. If you don't have Kemba coming back and giving you something, if you don't have smart contributing, if Teague can't give you some instant offense here and there. And if any of these young guys don't sort of step up into some sort of complimentary role, not asking, not asking them to give you 20 points a night, but I mean, a guy like Tice Thompson, for example, those guys you should be able to rely on double digit points. And then somebody has to step up, whether it's Romeo when he comes back, whether it seems like Pritchard has, you know, a lot of Brad Stevens's confidence. Somebody has to sort of fill fill the gaps there. And if they yeah. don't, then you get a score like you do tonight. Yeah. So we did say we are gonna we're gonna keep it short. It's Christmas. We everybody, you know, we've got the Grinch uh, stole Christmas tonight. The Grinch stole Christmas. We've got families. We've got stuff to do. Everyone's going to be with theirs, so we're going to cut it short. It isn't – so we we now have the the tale of two games, which is fine, um, with, um, you know, Milwaukee was a surprising win, and this was a very disappointing loss. But the back-to-back with Indiana is very interesting because, again, if if you're going to look and say Brooklyn's clearly the cream of the crop and it might be Brooklyn and Miami with with that next tier coming in, we'll see – where the Celtics fall there. Indiana's kind of more in that like five, six range, you know? And so you go head to head with them twice in a row. You're going to have an idea where you stand today um, against those teams. And again, it's early in the season, but you do have back-to-back games where you're going to stack up against a team that's kind of right now uh, the NBA's middle class. So um, I would say Eastern Conference kind of middle, middle, middle class playoff caliber team. And if they come away from those, Two L's, two W's. You might have a different, you know, different vibe uh, for this yep. team. So that's going to tell you a little bit uh, about them. You got Sunday and then coming back on Tuesday. So I am super interested to see it. I am super interested to see Miles Turner. Uh, Very. Tristan, that's going to be a lot of fun. Tristan Thompson, man, this is a showdown. Yeah. Um, Bobby is going to be on his knees praying that Thompson can can have an effective game or two against Miles Turner. Josue, what are you wearing today? Legends, I got the I got the uh, the red Hawthorne hoodie this time. Seriously, how many do you have? <laughs> he just has boxes and boxes. It's he like just that, wears man. the same one. Yeah. No, I got. You no, know, I just like. <laughs> shut up, Jimmy. It's just a filter. I'm just changing the color every single time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, this is the red one, red Hawthorne. This is my favorite one. The white one's Hawthorne. good, but that's a sharp. That's a sharp color for you. The white one you can't wear every day because then it won't stay white. So. 
Yeah. So there it is. It's that's the Hawthorne. It's uh, Legends Apparel, Athletic Apparel. Um, it's already priced well. Plus, you get twenty percent off your next purchase with the code Horford twenty. That's Legends Brands, Legends Brand dot com slash Horford. Use the code Horford twenty. Twenty percent off your next purchase. Um, still worth it. Uh, great yeah. deal. Running through the holidays. Um, get it while you can. Super comfy stuff. It's literally yeah. all that Joe Sway wears. It's actually. <laughs> It's great stuff, yeah. man. Also, they have, uh, I believe the sale's still going on through the weekend. I believe it was a Christmas sale they have going on the site. So yeah. that's even more uh, discount there with the 20% off. Some people off. get money for Christmas. Spend it over there. Yep. There's right. get your hot yeah. uh, So money. that's it for us, guys. Let's wrap it up. Any final thoughts here before we move on? So Jimmy mentioned Thompson. Thompson kind of disappointed me out of the opening stretch tonight. A little too much isolation, touch a bit off. He could have set a tone earlier there on some of his offensive rebounds and loose balls he scooped up that they kind of botched. And overall, the finishing isn't great with this team right now. That goes for Tatum. Uh, that goes for some of the other players. And Oh, uh, we didn't even uh, get into the layups. Quick. Jesus. Yeah, they, they, no, that's a I, huge I area to it, game, but... by the way. It was so frustrating because, again, look, I know Jared Allen is, is on and up and up, but, geez, I mean, the way he struck fear in the Celtics, I was – it was a bit surprising. It was that, – that, that at, play, least Shemmy, at least Shemmy showed me he wasn't scared. That was That's good. That's a good sign. That, that play where Tatum botched the layup and Brown got it back and botched it right after him, like the game just completely oh, fell right after that. Uh, you know, I, I've been giving, giving Javante, you know, telling him, man, I, I like to – I would like to see him get more minutes. <laughs> He comes in and bumps <laughs> two back-to-back bunnies, dude. My dad was like, Javante, oh, huh? Is your guy? I'm, I'm turning my dad like, watch this guy. He's about to go off right now. Two layers. And there's the trouble with T. One night he's blowing you away, and the next night he's a zero. Like that, you, The reliability with him isn't there at this stage. He was a zero. He's good for 14 points. That's what that means. That that means he'll go he'll go uh he'll drop 19 one night and then he'll he'll go scoreless or drop five. Uh, that was yeah. tough. That's where you start averaging around, you know, you, 14, yeah, you, 15 you, points. You definitely need him to be more – I mean, I'm not going to say he's inconsistent. We're two games in, but you you can't go right. goose egg coming off the bench. I wouldn't call him I inconsistent. Mean, yet, but yeah, yeah that, that, that's a guy that you really need to stabilize yeah. that bench. Unit, Unbelievable. So. Pritchard, 25 minutes, the high off the bench. Um, surprising. Uh, again, pretty efficient. Uh, we talked about those pull-up threes in transition. Maybe, maybe do without, but again – uh, he played with confidence. I thought he played pretty good defense. Um, you and know, Semi right. is yeah. in the rotation. No one got more grief from this comment section from CLNS's viewership than Semi Ojale. Credit to him for uh, sticking it to them tonight. <laughs> Semi Ojale was was two for seven tonight. Okay, like Semi, <laughs> and he played fourteen minutes. He was fine. He's in the <laughs> rotation at most. He got to the free throw line. I'll give him that. I'll always give him that. He got to the free that throw. That says more about your rotation than it does Shemi. I know. Good for him. It's, I hope it, that he can, like, you know. We're not at the effective. point where we're celebrating semi Ojale as a Bobby, you know what? For not, for not puking all over himself when he's out there. He's fine. I mean, he Bobby, was You know what I think okay. it is? I got, uh, I, got to, I got to talk to Shemi about hip-hop a lot uh, last season. And he didn't know about a lot of the uh, Kid Cudi music because he, he was into the uh, Kid See Ghost. It was an album he made with Kanye. And he was, I was like, yeah, you should check out the, you know, Cudi. So he did. He checked it out. He was like, man, that's really good. Cudi just dropped a new album last week. I don't know. Maybe the question is, Bobby, sometimes I think he's he's really into this album. It's just that's he's, he's proven to the album? Joe Sway and I did an episode on it, yep. Yeah. <laughs> he had never really heard Kid Cudi like that. I told him to listen to Kid See Ghost. It, 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 he loved it. So I think he's- I don't want to- 
we've already spent more time talking about semi I'm kind of I'm kind of the semi segment, John. And we should all hey, season long. We're gonna get a semi segment. You know it. It's coming. It's gonna. But come. I'm gonna say this. I don't get it. Like this is a guy. Did you guys watch him in college? Yep. He was no. super athletic, the and power. he could he could finish. He was a power. He could throw down. He can't. He can barely get over the rim now. I don't understand it. Every time he goes to the basket, he's there's guys in his face and he can't get up and over them. He went to dunk today and the rims here and his hands just there. Like, where did that go? I don't understand it. Like, I actually like the dunk tonight. It was through a couple of guys and that's the difference. I swear he's either something he's doing that's neutralizing his athleticism or he's, or it's, it's, it's left his body. He's more athletic than that. He should be more of a presence physically. Um, I think he needs a, TB12 center. I think he needs a little bit more pliability, a little bit of stretch, some band work because the strength is there. But if his, if his, you know, <laughs> stretching the isn't quite there, then maybe right he there. can't, you know, rotate the arm as this high is, this as This is the most strength and conditioning go. talk we've ever had on the show. Oh, I think God. he's again getting up at TB12. Yeah, we said we were wrapping it, and we will. I want to say thanks to everybody at home for tuning in. It's Christmas. Um, it's Christmas. Uh, and, you know, thank I you hope- for spending it with us. Thank yeah, you for spending it by yourself today. I, I got a tweet from someone. I forget the name. Sorry if I'm forgetting, but uh, he's like, you guys still going on tonight, right? I was like, absolutely, right after the game. So I appreciated that, uh, him asking to double check with me. I'm like, yeah, get get your eggnog ready. We're doing it. We're John, doing it. Any good questions? Do we get any Cheers. good questions? Cheers to all of you guys. Everyone Cheers. wants Brad fired, I think. Yeah, and we're, we're still soft on Danny. I mean, the, there's just a meltdown and the in the comments. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it'll Christmas. get better. Trade smart, guys. Williams, and Kemba. Come the on, schedule the ahead. Is, the schedule ahead is an opportunity to rack up some wins here. The Celtics are better than a lot of these teams coming up, so it softens up just a little bit. A but little bit. Uh, Brooklyn is a uh, stunning revelation for a lot of teams out there that thought they could t- contend. I'd say so. We'll keep an eye on them. I think they could rip off a dozen plus wins to start this year and make a statement. Yeah. Yeah. Really? I mean, after I think after the Pacers, it, it definitely eases up a bit. You got Memphis. You got Detroit, Detroit in there. You know, yeah. Two Detroit games. Those, those are winnable games. You know, it's not going to be easy though, because I think these back to backs. I think it's easy to uh, to assume that even if it's a, a lesser team, that the Celtics could go get, go in there and get two wins real quick. But it's hard. You know, you guys know how many how often do the Celtics or or most teams that you you see them split those games because it's just what happens when you see the team two days before and you play them again. You so know what? Jimmy. Jimmy, start. I'm going to ask you this. Yeah. Uh, I think 51 in a normal schedule was the over-under for this team this year. A couple of games in, you, you got them over, you got them under that. 51 and, and – In a regular 21. season. 51 and uh, – 51 and 30. 21? That would be 50. We're not good with math here. 51 and 31, games. that would the be – The reason why we're all runners. No, they got 72 games, right? No, no, I'm saying the it was the equivalent of 51 wins in a normal oh. season. Yeah. I love this comment. It doesn't make any sense. You don't get Welcome to the first show. <laughs> 51. Um, 44. 44 is the number for 72. Someone just commented it. 44. That That's 44, 54. That's pretty fair. I mean, it's pretty fair. I think it depends on when Kemba comes back. It'll be lower if, if – if it's listen, if it's mid February to March when Kemba comes back, that's probably lower. Um, or if it's March, I mean, honestly, it might even be March when he, before he comes back. So, 
Um, let me ask you, let me, let me, let me throw one thing out here. This comment makes me think about it. When we talk about Tatum, it's always hard to put your finger on Tatum and what it is you see on these games where you're like, he just doesn't have it. Uh, and this kind of, this comment makes me think about it and it kind of articulates it. It does look at times that it, the game is effortful for him. And sometimes it's effortless. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there are times where it comes and flows easy and you're like, oh man, it's just coursing through his veins and there's others where it just looks like he's struggling to do almost everything you know um and that's what this felt like tonight and again maybe credit to the nets for some of what they were doing on him but sometimes it does look like he's it he's trying really hard and it's not working yeah that's why i think this road trip and well maybe after indiana or it i think the indiana is going to be a great test because of the, the matchup reasons you know i, I think tj warren their wings you know Sabonis, so this, this guy's that that's a really tough matchup for the southern front court and i think it's a great great test to see tatum bounce back I, I do think there's a lot to to them playing brooklyn though i just think defensively they yeah really know how to defend tatum they did an incredible job john i, I know i, I gave them I they gave did. Him a lot of hey, for that hey, free throw line that's what he said they made it hard for him he wasn't as aggressive he he there are times where he sort of shy, he shies away. He starts going for the, the threes, those step backs, and some of them look incredible. One of them went right over uh, Durant, and and you know when that goes in, it's great. But when they're not, he has to find figure out other ways to be uh, productive scoring wise because the team yeah, needs it. And that guy whooped in Brown. I don't have big problems with how Brown's playing right. He's averaging thirty games. I think we are seeing that Brown's ready to take a leap here. Uh, Tatum. He's in a tougher position. When you're that top guy, the amount of pressure above being the two guys as Brown is, is uh, indescribable. It's just a massive leap between one and two. Uh, but I wouldn't include Brown and the guys who are looking uncomfortable out there. In fact, like, you know, John was saying this during the game too, his mobility, the patience, the ball control, even uh, as Joe Sway mentioned during the show, the pick and roll ability, passing, three assists tonight. That's solid for him. He was looking outstanding to start this year. If there's anyone I don't have questions about coming in and going forward, it's Brown. Yeah, I'm with Bobby on that. I think I think so. I guess the I don't have a good answer for that question. It's a great question. I would say that I'm not sure if Tatum is playing like comfortable in his own body, and I'm, I'm not sure if he's fully grown into his, himself yet. I don't think. And we already talked about the aggressiveness, and I don't think he's as aggressive as he as he could be at 6'10 and whatever. And Brown, I think Brown is like very comfortable with his, you know, size, weight, and with his game. Where he doesn't look he plays, quick right now. He doesn't look quick. And I and I fear that if if Tatum falls too too in love with with the shot, with the with the step back, with the fadeaway, where he might be looking like he's struggling out there going into the fourth quarter with, you know, 14 points or whatever it is. That's my first that's my answer to that question. I do want to mention one more thing. If you guys, unless you guys have some something different than that, unless you guys have something else to say. No, go okay. ahead. Well, this came out yesterday. I mean, Harden or the Celtics are on Harden's list. We have to at least talk about that for a second because a lot of comments are saying trade for Harden, trade for Harden. I am still anti-trade for Harden. Um, if I'm the Celtics, um, I think it would obviously cost Jalen Brown. Well, I don't even I don't even know if I should say obviously I don't know what the market is for Harden at this point, but I would imagine Jalen Brown would have to be included in that, and I just wouldn't want to make that deal. I wouldn't want to bring in a third team. Yeah, even if you pull in a third team, the Celtics have nothing to give anybody. Well, except what, what, for a trade exception and Marcus Smart, and that's right. not going to be enough. 
you would need. You're not going to get smart for that. You're not going to harder for that. The difficult thing would be finding a team that sees value in acquiring a Kemba Walker, which there probably are some teams out there that would value adding an all-star caliber player like that, despite the not at this point though. Not at this point. I think there's There's so many unknowns with that. You have to see him play first. Yeah, it's difficult. The the number of teams that would be able to give assets with Boston and Houston to entice them to do that and acquire a Kemba with all those years and all that money and injury concerns left doesn't make sense. So this is uh, perhaps a leverage move by Harden, trying to get them into the conversation, knowing that if Boston put the right offer down, they could acquire him. Uh, but again, the one-to-one deal makes no sense to me. You can't throw away your whole team right. and just say Tatum and Harden, roll the balls out there and just figure it out. Like it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, agreed. And I can't but think I of. I, thing, yeah. I want to see this thing through. I want to see what Tatum and Brown look at at the end of the, the what this uh, team will look like when the regular season is finally over. You know, they're not going to look like this. We knew this is going to be a slow start. We knew that it's going to take some time. You know, for someone like Danny Ainge, who literally hasn't been able to like, like, like talk about getting curveballs at the curveballs. I mean. You finally go out. You get these the, the the big free agent that everyone's always giving knocking you for, right? You get Al Horford. You go out. You 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 salvage. You know Isaiah Thomas by bringing in Kyrie Irving. Uh, Gordon Hayward, your big free agent, goes down five minutes into his to his uh, time in Boston. Now he's gone. Kyrie's gone. You know, and then he got and then he replaces him with Kemba Walker, and now he's out of the mix. So for the first time, it's like, wait a minute. Well, maybe I can just see this thing through because you know what? In the past, I haven't done anything. And, you know, I've well, besides the, the Isaiah Thomas thing that forced him to think that, OK, I need to make a trade. He hasn't panicked yet. You know, he hasn't. And, yeah, of course, it's easy to not panic when you're thinking, OK, well, Gordon's going to eventually come back or Kyrie's going to eventually come back. But he never pulled the trigger on a deal and he could have easily tried to or maybe not easily, but he could have tried to bring in some more talent. But he didn't. So I, I think Dane's going to continue to say, you know what, let me just see this thing through. Obviously, before the trade deadline, you have to start figuring out what you're going to do with that TPE. But outside of that, I say bring in a couple of pieces and don't go and sell the, the entire farm just to bring in James Harden, to bring in the big fish. Yeah, I mean, again, I, just, I don't out. know what it is. You assume it's, J- you assume it's Jalen, so what are you going to do? If, if yeah, It doesn't it make sense. It's not going to happen without Jalen. So if it's not if, – if, if, if Jalen is the only yeah, way it gets so done, bad. forget it. Just move on, get a couple pieces from, from that TPE, try to add some depth to the bench, and hope that Kemba is going to be good to go. You know, And if not – you got what you got. You have to try to make a push to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I want to emphasize and, and this too. Shock the world. Shock everybody. I want to emphasize this too. All the stuff we said about Harden for weeks now is valid. Why would you want to get into that? Why would you want to undermine your front office and everything else he's done in his years there and the despicable way he's carried himself the last few weeks? That undermines it too. If we're talking about a stable star, it's a different story. I don't think you can uh, you turn your nose to talent. But there's talent that undermines. And we saw that in 2019. And now that they finally fixed that part of this team, you're not going to go back the other way just for talent. It's probably a lesson learned to some right. degree there on Angel's end. Uh, but, you know, Jalen said it tonight. This year is going to be a process. You can black the We can look at last year and say that was the sixth window. It was open then. And they didn't make the necessary moves with the picks or other assets to enhance that team's ability to win it all. And they may not be in the same exact position this year. But a lot of that stuff's in the past, and we, we can only look at what they have right now. Yep. All right, guys, like we said, we're trying to wrap it, so we're going to. We're going to say Merry Christmas and good night to everybody. The hard debate will continue because he's not going anywhere. He's not being suspended. He's going to probably play. He's going to play soon. So uh, Not too soon. 
he's self-isolating. <laughs> I think he's going to play in the next game. But anyway, doesn't matter. That conversation is not going anywhere. Celtics, again, will two games in, kind of a mixed bag. couple games coming up. We'll be some back hope. on Sunday hey, night. Let's not throw what happened on opening night out the window. There was some hope there. I know, but it's just it's so hard to say goodbye, so we're just going to have to do it, okay? <laughs> but wait, we are going to be back for one of the Pacers games or both or what? The plan is here every night, whether it's the this next whole game group, is Sunday night. Mix and match, okay. series of parts, 30 minutes, 45. We went an hour 20 last time, but it was the opener. Uh, in some form or another, we will be back. So tune in, subscribe to our YouTube channels, both this, depending which one you're on right now, but the main channel um, and our Celtics exclusive channel for this stuff, Garden Report cut-ups, press conferences, all of our Celtics podcasts, which include multiple people who you see on the screen here. Bobby Manning with Dome Theory, Josue Pavone with Causeway Street. We've got uh, Jeff Goodman and Bob Ryan. We've got Asherod Blakely with the A-List. We've got Cedric Maxwell. We're loaded with heavy hitters covering the Celtics. We'll be back with Garden Reports uh, throughout the season, post-game reports live uh, for Josue Pavone, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thank you for watching. Merry and Christmas. See you Thanks, guys. everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.